Good evening, Sir Derek. It is Monday evening. We are finished with the July 4th holidays. We've had fireworks. We've had real fireworks. We've had fake fireworks. We've had motorsports fireworks. It is episode 18 of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. We are at the poolside studio. We have battled rain. We battled a few technical issues. We battled exhaustion. Wow, that ain't battled yet. But we are here. We're going to talk about the Wick, Southwick, Massachusetts. That's really, well, there was some amateur racing going on in the state, but you were on a wonderful vacation, and I was at home recovering from testing. So we didn't get to go look at or watch or see any of the amateur, but we did watch the pro motocross from Southwick, Massachusetts. Um, and we're going to talk about that th today. We're going to talk about yep. it. So welcome to your own home. Your own home. I know it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> let me tell you. We yeah. will say the I4MX race this weekend was the last race at the original Spider. Yep. Did you notice? I, I wish I had a dump truck because they were they are going to collect some of that pulling that dirt soil, and taking it to taking it to the 2.0. Yeah. Yep. yep. So um, I heard the race was nice. Heard it went off well. Um, congratulations to the conclusion to one facility to the start of another yep. and the i4mx series rolls on um, i think they're in miami next so talk about a state series they were in southwest florida they were in middle northern florida and now they're going to south florida yep um so way to move on but uh man i'm still excited after last week's episode with cj harris from pax track that was a lot of fun um to Get someone on that actually owns a track, helps with series, runs camps, is kind of a dreamer in the business. I think that was really cool. But uh, since it's since there's not much to focus on on the amateur side this week for, from our, our perspective, let's dive in and talk about the WIC, a historical track, historical race, now run by three historical dudes. Yep. And... Boy, did they prepare a beast this weekend. A gnarly track, as always. Yeah. Track's like the it's like the the Dade City of the, the national circuit. <laughs> yeah. The dirt looks the same. I mean, honestly, yeah. it, it looks like Dade City. And you hear James Stewart on there was saying how R.J. Hampshire was a Dade City boy, and I mean, they thought he would do well, which he did. Yeah. But um, it's, cool to, it's cool to see the, the resemblance of, okay. of everything. It was... It's, to me, it's definitely the Dade City of, of the series. And I guess before we dive into much of the racing, since you and I kind of enjoy the business side, the the media side, the that whole part of it, man, they had the first two motos live on NBC. So it's, you know, calling all in. They yep. had Will Christian. They had Jason Thomas, Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart, and Weege all there this weekend, all serving roles. And let me tell you, it's funny. Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart battled for years, and Ricky ended up being the GOAT. When James comes into studio and Ricky's there, Ricky steps up his game. I agree. He did better this weekend than he's done in a while. Yeah, and he just talks and talks and yep. talks, you know. So I, I think we have something coming there, but or I, there, or there's a battle behind doors, yeah. or I don't know. What did you think about, since we're talking about the media side of it, <laughs> Michelle and I laughed and laughed and laughed when they were asking James, like, what do you think Sexton's got? And that was a long, they, they carried that conversation on, on oh. what Sexton should do. And he's like, dude, you just got to fold the front. Tuck the front. Yeah, tuck the just front. Fall over. Just tuck the front. And it's like, I was coming to get you, but I tuck the front. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> if I'm Sexton, do I laugh at that when I'm watching it again? Do I... You know, how do how do as a competitor do I handle that? Because they were James Minute and Jest, but they really did push that of, dude. Right now, there's just nothing you can do. Like, yeah, you're not just tuck the catch front, them. tuck the front. Yeah, make it look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was but, funny. I mean, that was that was hilarious. Yeah. It, James has a, he's funny on on air too. Like, he doesn't care. He does to a point. Yeah. You know, on his podcast, he's much more vulgar than what he is on. On national television, where Ricky's not like that at all. No, like Ricky is it's more polished. Straight, yeah, it's straight. Um, 
analysis and there, there's no off-topic subjects yeah. until he get you get him and Bubba together, then Bubba kind of pushes it a little bit. But how, how about how about them talking about Chris Canning, who lives on property, and Ricky asking James, like, you know, you, would you come back? And people, James, like, hey, people ask me if I'd come back, if I'd come back, and you know what? If we held a race on the Kokomo, compound, and I told Michelle, I'm like, sell twelve thousand tickets, bus us in, park us down at the end of the street, bus us in. Let us watch. Mm-hmm. A, there are big time pros that have said, "Dude, the jumps on that track are gnarly. They are ridiculous." Let's watch them race. Let's have a national. Hey, let's have a national. There's some changes coming. Let's have a national there. Yeah. And if that pulls James out of the the cupboard instead of in this podcast, Just puts to him watch on a bike. Ride. Yeah, like do do the uh, anniversary. We, we will squeak our way in that door. Yeah, one way or I will I'll knock on the gates. But I can you imagine? I mean that that was. Yes, the door's closed. He's never writing again. He's a great analyst. He's actually becoming a very good analyst. His podcast is good. He's becoming more and more thoughtful in his speech during a broadcast. Still being James. Yeah. But he's becoming more and more thoughtful in his speech. But yes, as a motocross fan from Polk County with the mecca of motocross right there in his backyard, of course I'd love to go watch a race there. Yeah. I didn't have any part to do with it. Oh, my goodness. Gracious. In general. But to see him ride a bike yeah. again, he's not going to be what he was, but he's not going to No. He's he, not going to disappoint. He still knows that track like the yeah. back of his hand. That's like that's what he said. You know, that's my, that's yeah. my stomping grounds. Of course I'll go out and race. But you know he still rides it. Yeah. At, Somewhere in his heart, he still goes out there and rides it. Well, he kids, says he doesn't. His kid, one of his kids, is riding, riding some. Yeah, and he's not obviously sick of hearing the bikes anymore because that's where he does his podcast from. Mm-hmm. He drives from Orlando to Haines City to do his podcast. I think he was just so burnt out of it, like a lot of the riders mm-hmm. are anymore. That you know, we lost Bubba for how long, and now he's finally getting back into. His kids are riding Stasics, and they're riding. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on the PWs and. I, you know, it's it kind of the same thing for me. Like, I was out of it for a while, and I tried to steer myself as far away from dirt bikes as I could. But, I mean, that's your only way to, like, get away from it. Mm-hmm. In other words, you want to be on a bike. You want to. Yeah. So, I th- I think he probably did the exact same thing. And now that his kids are in it, he can almost do the same thing. I hear that noise that Brandon was talking about. <laughs> we, we may have a frog as a Sorry. in-studio guest tonight. We're not sure. We are outside on the pool deck. So we may have a tree frog visiting us. We're, we're not sure. That's fine. But, yeah, I, I think it's the same concept where yeah. now that his kids are in it, he's much more into it. And and it's funny how these facilities, they evoke so much emotion. When, when Star purchased the goat farm and Ricky went back and they did that piece on the goat farm, how much emotion that evoked for Ricky. And then listening to James talk about Kokomo Road and – that place and those places shape them yeah and yes they are torturous but they also realize they are who they are because of those places but it it, and it's it goes back to last week where they talked about hbi and i mean they talked about them again this week we've Mm -hmm. got time masterful but it it's so awesome to me to sit at home and hear about home yeah when they're in massachusetts you know yeah because to us Everything they're saying, Kokomo, which is Kokomo Road, which is where the the Stewart compound is, it's 15 minutes from here. Like that's home to us. We, you know, we're yeah. we're hearing home on the TV. It's just, it's awesome, and I, I would put big money on going to a race there. Ooh, like, man, mark my words, let's make it happen because I I will go up there in a heartbeat. It would it would be awesome, and and it, I'm I'm guessing, it would never happen, but some sort of invitational type race on that facility would be spectacular and and it would just be because it is if you've ever seen videos and actually on one of the motocross games the compounds on there mx versus atv live yeah a couple of my buddies and i we pre-ordered that game so we could get the stewart compound when we were younger Yep. i mean it's that famous it's that famous but uh man congratulations speaking of hbi congratulations to the team um hardy munoz had a little rough go of it Meshi seemed to have a little rough go of it, but, but guess what? Masterpool, 7th seventh and 10th. Seventh and they had a rough go on the way home, too. 
Yeah, I could, I, they couldn't catch flight. Yeah, flights got canceled. They ended up renting yeah. a car to drive from Massachusetts back to Florida. That's not a short drive. No, that's a miserable drive. Yeah. But so. they did it. Oh, and you hear the thunder, thunder roll? in the background. Garth, Garth Brooks is playing in Lake Wilson. <laughs> thunder, <laughs> yeah. ro- thunder rolling here. So, um, But no, congratulations. Another outstanding bike problem. Turning around on a week later on the probably the hardest track for a bike. To, I mean, we saw Hunter Lawrence. Factory Honda doesn't have problems with their bikes. Smoked it. Smoked it, yeah. Yep. And... So congratulations to HBI on another successful weekend. They had multiple guys in the in the main events, the the motos. So congratulations getting those 20 getting those points in the top 20s, the goal, but they're there. They're there. Yep. Um the little team that could. They they they're honestly Mario Goslin racing this weekend. They raced in Atlanta in the Xfinity series, put one in the top 10 and then the second car in the top 20. Like the little teams that could here in Polk County are, are, are pounding it out, whether it's in NASCAR or motocross. Yep. So congratulations. So let's dive into the wick. I mean, it's brutal. It's sand. It does have a hard base, according to everybody that you talk to, but Which it is, is sandy. It's so hard for me to wrap my head around. Because it looks like sand. Yeah. It, Dade City, I can't find anything hard on that track, you know, and it looks like I can't stress it enough how – how much they look identical yeah. in the you know the soil consistency but it was a gnarly track everybody was exhausted yeah. as as always as, as they should be um well, adam c and sorello passed out yeah he, he he barely finished if you watched the end of the second moto he's not racing he survived oh no he was holding on for dear life yeah yeah and, and, and he ended up passing out apologizing to his mother for passing out, um, <laughs> making it to the end. There were there was a battle. <laughs> it was Freddie Noren against some other guy. I can't even pronounce his name. And they were battling. It looked like me trail riding. And they were battling. Yeah. And they were going tooth and nail trying to take a spot. But Freddie Noren is sitting down like, okay, man, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass you here. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll you wait. notice a lot of the guys. It's just a lot of sitting. Yeah. And um, Jason Anderson was a big one. You know, he's coming off injury, mm-hmm. and you could tell that that boy was hurting. And Ricky and Bubba both said that that track is brutal on your back. Well, James kept talking about potholes, and I, I guess the way I equate it is to is so they would come off these jumps, and where they had been landing, that just kept digging out upon yeah, acceleration. So when they'd come in and they'd hit those, basically it's just that divot. So the ground looks like this. And then when they keep landing, by the end, the ground looks like this. So they're basically like if they landed before that, they're basically hitting another jump. And and they they does the exact same thing. Yeah. And and that's amateurs. But you'll you'll come down off some of them jumps, and by the time the track's rutted up, it – it's almost like you're going to send yourself off a single. And you better be on the gas. Yeah. Because otherwise, the front end's just tucking. It's, it's washing it. Yeah. yeah. Soak the whole thing in. But, no, the racing was good. Yes, the we have winners. But first moto, 250. Hey, we're cruising. Everything looks good. And then all of a sudden, we have a smoking bike. Yeah. We and have then a, a bike slammed on the ground and a, yeah. a rider walking off. Yeah. And, and – and, yeah, People, there were a few people critiquing that he left the bike there. Well, a the bike was obviously locked up because he's sitting on it and he's not trying to move. Yeah, he's a he's a rider of that bike. It's yeah. not his bike. But I was curious, you know? was the Showa technician the closest person? Because, or was it a shock issue? Because the Showa technician is the first person to grab that bike. I don't think shocks had anything to do with it he smoked that smoked motor. the engine yeah because That's, they swapped the motors in between yeah. so i'm guessing he was just the first one there which show a suspension on that thing that is part of the team yeah first one to grab it he was irritated and i don't i don't blame at all he had a rough week last week lucky he's even here this week and then something way out of his control happens which yeah. is racing and but I, you can you can understand the frustration when he knows the points are going down the drain yeah and, and some 17-year-old punk, and I mean that, I I don't mean that truthfully, it's tongue in my cheek, 
17 year old punk now has the points lead yeah. and he's America's favorite and all oh here we go yeah and Hunter's just angry yeah he he, he should be he's li- like I said he's lucky that he was there to begin with yeah so but at, when when you're com- competing at that level you're just the slightest things it's it's a paycheck I mean it's all a paycheck yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just like going to work and yeah. you're not going to get paid I mean, he's getting paid regardless but there's no bonus for him exactly and, and you know him finishing 25th does not add to his bank account no so you know and I actually not gonna lie yes congratulations to Bial I looked at Michelle when we were watching the first moto and I'm like dude Bial's gonna smoke these guys it's a sand track he's a two-time world champion the Europe, the MXGP series, they race on multiple sand tracks. Yeah. He lived in Belgium and practiced on. He's going to smoke these guys. And yes, he won. He didn't smoke these guys. No, he did good. Yeah. I mean, he's been riding well, but that was probably his best performance. I I did expect him to go out there and just destroy them. I, I thought so too. Well, I knew Hunter wasn't going to come out. I thought maybe he'd get the win, but I, I didn't figure he would dominate because yeah. he's hurt and a wrist injury just kills you especially on that track anybody with any kind of injury on that track is not going to perform it's just going to be exacerbated and I, I here do this if you feel good when you go to the beach and the waves come in and there's that hard packed sand that you can run on yeah that's not the sand i want you to go i want you to go up to that white fluffy stuff yeah, and, and i want you to just go run in that yeah and see how it feels that's what they were racing on pretty much and that's and if you think about when you're running and you step and your ankle kind of gives a little bit now imagine that doing 30 miles per hour down a hill or up a hill into as james said potholes put a kid in a wagon and pull them through it (laughs) yeah yeah. like that's what the bike's trying to do it it doesn't and you see the the rear wheel just spin and when you're racing something like that like it's a perfect center of gravity or that one you're going to wash out the front end or two you're going to put too much acceleration you can't hold on to it yeah and it just the bike's just going to spin it there's no happy medium on any kind of track like that it's just it's literally a everything has to be perfect and you could see it eat guys up and it destroys their bodies destroys their any kind of physical ability that they have it just breaks it down you know well if you look after a minute if you looked at all of them except for the guy in first Everybody else was dirty because that sand, much like beach sand, it just attaches to you. Yeah. Number plates, goggles, chest protectors, body. It's just so at the end of the moto, it's not like it's unlike a normal race where, yeah, you get dirty, but you have clods of stuff that hit you and fall off. Yeah. This fine material just sticks on you. So you may weigh seven, eight pounds, 10 pounds more, 15 pounds more, which only adds to the load you're already trying to pull through the sand. And I thought the cool thing about this weekend was we saw this familiar faces up front, but we saw them pushing and going through changes more frequently than we have in other races. And, I mean, Joe Shimoda. Yeah. Hampshire was consistent. Um, Ripped his goggles off as normal. he, he, He actually stated he loves taking his goggles off. Yeah. I, I will say, like, coming from up north and riding in the mud, it does suck. If you're up front, it's fantastic. Like, you get that air flowing. It's amazing. But if you're behind anybody, it's it's terrible. And he's I never know, in front. I don't know how he has any eyeballs no. left because he sits and eats roots. Like, you can't make a pass behind somebody without goggles. No. Because, I mean, you're looking down the whole time. If Even at that, you're still getting stuff in your eyes. So, I don't know how he does it, especially at that level where the roost is – out of control and because they're all running the paddle yeah so not only speaking of the, the the evolution of this new paddle tire we've had paddle tires this one is as close to a going to the dunes and riding in a paddle tire yeah. tire so that thing's just eating the uh, whole time dunlop mx14 <laughs> it's and just it's just digging they're gnarly pirelli has a good one the, the pirelli's on my bike and that's what i rode with at pax and that that tire eats yeah like and it throws uh I, when we were up there, I roosted the hell out of Kevin. I wasn't even thinking about it. I put that new tire on. I, 
it's just it just eats. Th- th- those tires eat yeah it, and they throw it's take a scoop take your hand scoop it up on the beach and you know just go back yeah. that's what that tire is doing it's it's crazy but the 250 class they are putting on a show they are i i think they also showed if you looked at the 250 class and you looked at the 450 class the 250 class was like we're gonna go we're gonna ride this track we're gonna abuse this track the 450 class they're like we're gonna ride this track we're gonna finesse the heck out of this track yeah and the 250 guys are like sand full sand vial vial does a little bit he jumps and bumps and hops around but the americans deegan even shimoda's more of like he shimoda wasn't bouncing around a lot he was plowing through yeah uh deegan uh cooper webb uh not cooper webb justin cooper sorry (laughs) justin cooper we can get to that those guys they're they're just like let me see how hard i can hit this and i'll get through it so really enjoyed seeing the the comparison of the 250 guys versus the 450 guys jet and sexton were would hop Mm -hmm. you know hop breaking bumps and hop the little tiny whoop sections that you know yeah that little bit saves so much energy it with the energy that they didn't have to begin with yeah and you don't see you don't see jet lawrence come off the track tired not like that no and he worked like i think i think they did a, a an interview with him or something about um i think it was will did an interview and asked how you know how much has he been giving and you know yeah. he said at the, his first race maybe 95 which i don't think i maybe he's being coming nice. out of his mouth yeah but maybe he's being polite but you know he's so smooth it's hard to tell yeah. but like this race he was he was giving it he was way out front and he didn't even have to give it but the, the track's so demanding that and we're talking more about the 250s because the 450s okay here you go moto one sexton got the whole shot before they got to the second corner Jet passes him. him. Moto two. Ferrandis gets the whole shot before they get to the second corner. Jet has him. Now there was some good racing in the back of the pack. But that's not the story. The story is everybody keeps talking about how hard is he going? How hard is he going? How hard is he going? Well, James Ricky asked James about thinking rider versus so I asked looked at Michelle and when they finished this thought, I said, Did they just call him dumb? Because he doesn't think, and I'm thinking, he he thinks he's he thinks, and they they clarified it later. But he's a to me he's a very thoughtful rider. Like, yeah, to be that in tune with everything you're doing, and to be that clean and that precise, that takes a lot of thought process coming from somebody who does you know. He's 19 years old. Yeah, so sure, his brain's not matured by any means. Yeah, but it's more mature than half the other guys out there who are just you know full send yeah but his his raw talent is enough to i mean it helps i guess but you can't do it dumbly i mean we can take deegan for instance who who is a full send kid like, he is a full-on you yeah. hear that you hear the just send bike, it yeah hitting yeah. off the rev limiter and like but you can also tell like how hard he's going versus jet who can think out a section more thoroughly they're i mean they're around the same age so if you want to play you know put age into yeah. it it's just the it's riding style but there's also you know the mentality part of it where jet could go full send we've seen it yeah time and time again a supercross where he goes down and he, he comes back from the back of the pack and w- still wins but he's still very thoughtful in the decisions that he makes there is times where you can tell that he's not thinking or the teenager comes out and he does he makes stupid decisions and he might not go down but he damn near takes himself or you know half a pack with him i still want to see him come from fifth like can he come from fifth and i think he can i I say that almost as a oxymoronic question i think he can but i want to see him because like this weekend he started second i mean he even got a bad start stopped pivoted turned right still came out second can he pull a hunter i mean and pulled and was leading then all of a sudden it's a two second lead both motos two second lead oh they're closing in they're closing in and then all of a sudden it's a six second lead he wins the first moto by nine seconds he wins the second moto by 15 seconds 
And there's a great race going on behind him. Well, actually, no. After second place, there's a great race going on. Yeah. There are two guys who own 450 motocross. That's why we're talking about 250s because they're, the racing going on in 450s is happening from third on back. There's going to be a race this season, or yeah, this season where he's going to go down. Like, Jet's going to go down at some point. Yeah. There's, there's no rider. I mean, look at Tomac. He can ride almost every race clean, but there's going to be a point where you go down. Yeah. So, I, but he's always so far ahead that I don't know that we're even going to get to see that because unless he goes down enough where he can't get the bike started right away or, you know, if he stalls it, that takes 15 seconds. Yeah. You know, that's, he, what do he have? 12 second lead on, yeah. on Sexton when, but, but that's only one rider. So, Everybody else is 30 seconds behind, and unless he goes down hard, there's not going to be an opportunity to see him, you know, third, fourth, fifth, pass him. It's funny. In the last lap, I always watch, like, he was looking behind him on the last lap. He's jumping into berms, accelerating, jumping into corners, accelerating, cruising on the cruising on the last lap, and he gained two seconds. i seen a picture today, mind-blowing, of Jet taking a full rut with his front wheel off the ground whole way around it never never put the front wheel down like that that's mind-blowing yeah like a bike shouldn't go around a turn without the front you yeah. know but he it shows how talented he is that he can take a full rut in the sand with the front tire off the ground and pull the whole turn but it's fun to watch and and i do not want to take away from the 450 guys that are plowing away i mean i Honestly, Aaron Plessinger, we didn't even hear about him yesterday. We heard a couple things about him. He's just riding all by himself. Mm -hmm. And then you got Masterpool who is battling. Phil Nicoletti, guy's been hurt, and he is running in the top ten. Uh, what about at the end of the race, the battle, Boutron and who was the other guy? They were full on. They, they were catching Cianciarilla, who who was a wounded duck. He literally had heat exhaustion. He was fighting back and forth with Marchbanks, wasn't he? Marchbanks, yeah. yes. And there, there is some good racing going on, and I will, I'm will. i going to commend NBC. They're showing it. Yeah. Well, that's where the racing's at. I mean, to keep like us that watch the whole thing for different reasons than the average fan. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we're a fan, but we... We care about the entirety of it, where yeah. the average fan wants to watch racing. So if you don't have racing on TV while racing's going on, then yeah, they're gonna lose. But they're show they're showing it, and there's some good battles going on. It's funny, it's kind of ironic. They're going from Southwick, the sandiest track, which Redbud was a very sandy base, Southwick to Millville, which I think is the second sandiest track. And some will say it's the best track on the circuit Yeah. this weekend. And then we get a week off, I'm guessing, before Washu. I, I can't remember how the schedule goes, but we go from these sandy tracks, like three in a row, sandy, 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 super sandy, sandy, to Washougal, Washington, where it is like you might as well ride on snot on concrete. Yeah. And that's what makes this series so cool. And there's people are saying next week, Jet's going to dominate at Millville. The test is going to be if he makes it through Washougal, it's over. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's crazy to think that we could be looking at a 19-year-old. I mean, he's perfect right now. That perfection, James and, and Ricky both talked about that this weekend, which I thought was good, them diving in. Ricky did not feel it until the end. James started feeling the pressure the every like some i think southwick he said he was nervous um because it was the second to last race of the season when he got his but they they talked about that perfection and how it's so hard to it's out of your control like yes i can go win but hunter the bike breaks yeah uh, you don't know what's going to yeah. happen but like with jet there's going to be he's going to have so much of a gap that it doesn't yeah. matter so if something like that was to happen It'll be it'd be cool to see him run an undefeated season. Yeah. And his and his rookie season. But like like they were saying, 
and uh, you know it, it's generational. He, there's going to be somebody else that comes behind him that is just as good. So what's he changing? Because we talk about these generationals. We talked about I think I think we talked about it. Touched on it last week. You had McGrath. We'll stay modern. McGrath. He changed the way people jumped. Yeah. They stayed lower. Bubba changed or Ricky changed the fitness. Yep. Like to what the fitness is now where it's just train, 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 yeah. train. Bubba started the scrubbing. And then it, but like with Jet I don't want to say it's just Jet, but I mean he is the He's the, gonna be the poster child of He's the this pinnacle team. of what's going yeah. on right now. Because if you really think about it, some of that standing up Eli Tomac has been doing the standing up thing for a long time. Yeah. And yeah, Tomac's one of those generationals too, where, you know, he's up in those standings of five different guys. Yeah. I mean, it, but if you think about that, since since they've been racing, what, in the 60s-ish, yeah. we can only put five guys up in that board. Yeah. You know, Tomac's in there. Jet's for sure going to be there, you know, if unless something catastrophic happens mm -hmm. but with the like the standing up i think like the fine finesse that you see from them and still going fast isn't what you used to see like so tomac had the bubba, standing up but he was bulldogging yeah where like bubba th threw the bike all over the yeah. place and and himself and himself yes <laughs> but like those guys would to me they didn't have the finesse that they do now like yeah. it's a like riding's pretty, you know. Yeah. Back then, it was riding was like, you know, just full send that thing, well, like a Deegan. Ricky Carmichael is not was not pretty on a bike. No, and hanging off the back, handlebars on the tank, you know. And, and he's all over the place. Yeah. Where like you see Jet and Sexton and Jet look a lot alike on yeah. the bike, like a lot. Se and Sexton is, and Sexton is a. But they're both bigger guys. I think people don't realize how big Sexton actually is. He's so a, is Jet. He's a big boy. They're, like, they're big boys. Not fat. I, I don't know if I could put in, like, I have a picture beside myself with Jet at Dade City. And Jet's over top of me. I'm 5'8". Yeah. So, like, those, it used to be the smaller guys, like, Bubba's very small. Yeah. Ricky's very small. Like, the smaller guys were the ones that were dominant. Yeah. And it's almost like that. That's changing. You well, know? You, you look at Tomac is a bigger guy. Yeah. Sexton's a bigger guy. J, uh, Jet's a bigger guy. Aaron Plessinger's a bigger guy. Yeah, and they're like the more dominant ones. So yeah. you think what has changed that has now allowed the bigger guys to yeah. be more dominant because is it used to be the smaller guys. They're, they're, I'm, I'm kind of wondering because it's something I've had to learn from the two-stroke days where you wanted – excuse the French, you wanted your nuts on the gas cap. They're not doing that much no, anymore. No, now they got to be centered. Like, yeah, they're centered or back, off the back. If you look at Sexton, if he's too far forward, he throws the he throws yeah. the bike out from underneath himself. And They're over the top, but they're over the top with their head, not yeah, the Their weight bike. is yeah. centered. Yeah. And could it just be the how the bikes have have developed aerodynamically? And Because they used to be big, heavy lugs. Yeah. Now they're they're light, aerodynamic, you know, everything is suspensions tuned by by numbers, yeah. you know, everything's run off computers. So to me I think it's yeah, the rider like Jet's gonna give his riding style to the future, but I think the bikes play a big part in it too, because yeah. the way they ride is to me is technology. Like well, if you take not to bore people, but if you go to car racing, everybody wants to compare this driver back to this driver back in the day. Well, back in the day, they drove the car what they had. Yeah. Now, there's an engineer that's telling the driver, I need you to do 82% throttle through this corner, 95% brake in this corner, accelerate here. And the driver is then required to hit those numbers and drive at that level. And those are the drivers that are amazing because... You and I can hop in that car, and I can tell you right now, we're going 97% brake because I'm not looking at that corner yeah. and turning. These guys are doing this now. They're riding the bikes, kind of like car racers are racing cars to the number. They're riding the bike to those numbers. But that, And I think that's like that's the point I was going to get to is I, it's like these bikes have developed the riders now, and now the riders are riding 
like back then they didn't have any of that so they they did they still do minor adjustments to the bikes that work for the rider but now it's like the the riders the the bike set for the rider but i don't i don't know how to explain it to like i I can wrap my head around it but like what they're bringing in is probably I don't even know how to explain it. Honestly, but, I don't know how to explain it. But it's not even just the factory bike because you look at a guy like a Ty Masterpool. Yeah, it's all of them. Like, who's Canning. Canning is not on a factory bike. I know he that's his home track. But the guy still has to be good enough to finish in the top 10 at a pro national. Yeah. He's riding a stock bike with maybe some suspension work done on it, maybe a little motor work. Probably not. The bikes have been manufactured to a point that this is what... This is what you can do yeah. if you can ride it like jet. This yeah, is what, what you can do. But that you know, all all these developments have have stemmed from the research of yeah. what they figure out with the pro guys on them. So yeah. we got to make it rideable for the amateurs, but we can bring some of that data into the new bikes, and you know, they'll change air boxes three degrees just yeah. to get you know two more horse, and it but that comes from somebody yeah and that somebody is those guys that are out there showing this this new riding style but and that's that's kind of what i was getting at like these these bikes are almost developed for the rider now you know like they ride pretty and that's the rider by all means but i think the bike's playing a big part in that the thing i've noticed a huge thing for me and, and since we've started this I'm, by the way, congratulations. We're 18 weeks straight without missing a week on podcast. I think that's just awesome. Two guys sitting by a pool doing a podcast, 18 straight weeks. The thing I've noticed that just catches my eye is how far into a corner they are now standing up before they sit and accelerate. So they're carrying so much speed in if the they corners. even sit down if they even sit down <laughs> and that's that's a big and then they sit for traction and then immediately stand up yeah and it's like wow and i think that's a big new riding style change yeah. because it, they said you know what what's he bringing in and i i think that's a big part of it yeah eli does it but he's still he's still in he's not in that generation but he is because yeah. he's still racing so you can you can guarantee that he didn't do that at the beginning of his career no so it's all developed and these guys maybe they have built off a of tomac too and then they they refine it to to their standards yep and then pretty soon it, it just all starts evolving i think over the next few years you'll see all these guys that start looking prettier on a bike and i'm sure there's going to be at some point there's going to be a word for how they ride like the bubba scrub or yeah. you know there's going to be some kind of word for can we just call it elegance and be done with yeah. it because it, it, i mean it's it is it's actually beautiful to watch it's and what's funny is he's not with us he's doing the world supercross and congratulations on winning the first round of the world supercross but roxon roxon because he was riding with with jet and hunter he started seeing them and he watched tomac he's like he started not putting his leg out as much yeah. and he started standing up more and he was already a smooth rider and he's like hey this, there's something to this they're keeping more weight back here versus throwing more weight forward so yeah. you don't if you really pay attention they're not throwing legs out much anymore it's more throttle control yeah. at this point yep. it's they hardly even hit the brakes either yeah. i mean if you you could watch that one uh the one turn at, at southwick where they would come down and you could see the braking bumps and the tires not locked up at all and as soon as they hit that hump it'd lock up and then yeah. it'd start spinning they they showed it over and over again yeah. like but you can watch the amateurs like to me the amateurs still ride obviously they're learning to ride but the the faster amateurs are still like in the try to do the the bubba riding style the full sand riding style or the Deegan riding style you know but there's a, there's a lot more braking. Like you'll see the wheels locked up for longer, where these these faster guys aren't doing that. Yeah. It's it's all throttle control, less braking. If you want to know how the riding styles change, go look at what Star Yamaha is doing with their 250 riders, putting them on 450s, taking off the front brake and the clutch. Yeah. Here, go ride this 450, slam it into gear, 
and go around the track because you don't need the front brake. You don't need to be using the clutch and go see how fast you can go. They don't even have – there's no clutch whatsoever. Like, there's yeah. no handles, there's no, no nothing. It looks like a flat track bike. Yeah. It looks like a flat track bike, and yeah. that's what they're – hey, guys, go go learn this because that is the new style. Yeah. They're, they're easy on clutches. They're easy on brakes. Yep. It's all throttle. Which like, is not Deegan style right now. No, but, like, these bikes have so much engine braking. Yeah. And – Obviously, I'm sure these factory bikes they have that like down to down pat. Where a stock bike, the engine braking is already pretty solid. But you can, that's also where the technology comes in because you can tune that all. Yeah. Like I've tuned mine out exactly. Of mine. Like you can add it, you can yeah. take it away. So that's it's going back to the bike. You know, like it's like the bike suited for the rider at this point. Like down to engine braking. Like if you can change an ECU, yeah, to the to the style that you ride then you're going to create much smoother, uh, a whole different riding style. And, and speaking of, since we're talking about smoothness and aggressiveness, I want to give a, I want to give a shout out to Deegan because early on this season, he was acting like an ass bag, cross jumping, blocking. Yeah. Since that first race of the season, there's been none of that. And I don't know who got in his head. I don't know who talked to him. I don't know if they were like, Hey man, you can be you can be Deegan. You can't do that because he has not done that since. Well, I I think the the being professional now for seventeen Supercross races. Well, I guess he wasn't in all of them. Yeah, close. I I, I think the professionalism is now setting in. Um, he's got a status to uphold that isn't just this famous daddy's you know, a famous yeah. FMX rider, blah, blah, blah. He's now Hayden, not the Deegans. Yeah. And maybe the maturity setting in a little bit quicker than everybody anticipated. And that's good. That's good. But because it, it needed good to rider. happen yeah. because in Supercross, he, he, the way he rode was sometimes out of control. Yeah. And he did it the first moto at Paula. I mean, yeah. it was, dude, you're going to hurt somebody. He's trying to make a statement. And I, I, I guarantee you there was some kind of outside – yeah. Somebody said something, but, but he listened. Yeah, like that's maturity yeah. to me. So I, I do think the maturity played a big part in that. And then, like, to go somewhere in this sport, you can't act the way he was acting. So yeah. it doesn't and matter how fast you are. Real quick, shout out to Shimoda. A great weekend. I don't know. It, it's very strange to me that a kid from Japan, and if you know anything about Japanese riding. They don't ride on sand. Their, their tracks are wet. Most of the time it's rainy. It's nasty. That is not – and he does so well at Southwick. Yeah. Great great job on the moto win. And then congratulations to Tom Vial for living up to the hype that we kind of all thought was going to happen in motocross. But, by the way, can we give a quick – I mean, hi there. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a straight male. He has the cutest baby face for a kid that's like 23 years old. <laughs> He looks like he's like 17, and I'm like, wait, he's 23. Like he's, but he's got like, and he's working with Marv. Yeah. Like, is Marv now a super trainer? I or? didn't know. Like, that was a shock to me yeah. when I seen that because <laughs> you don't hear anything about no. that. It doesn't surprise me coming from the same place. Yeah. But I, I honestly had no idea. So is he done? I, we don't know. I mean, the rumor was at one point he was going to ride before the Cooper story, which we'll get into. Before Cooper wasn't going to run outdoors at all, there was a story that Marv was going to run outdoors. Yeah. Because he had been riding. But obviously that didn't happen. So is Marv now just done and he's taking over for Villeman? Like, basically, he's going to become the new French super coach? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, something's going to come in the future. But, but Bial's interviews, please, if you learn anything, please don't learn Marv's interview technique because your interviews are pretty good. Ferrandez's interviews are still a little bit Marvish, but Vial's okay. But I will say I was a little disappointed in the crowd. They were so quiet during Vial's celebration. It's like, dude, the guy won. Like he's yeah. he's hasn't been a dick to anybody. He he's a he's a nice French guy. Like he's not. Well, that's where that's where when I say about like us watching the races versus the average fan, like yeah. There's there's fans of the top guys. There's no fans of the in betweens. Yeah, you know, or the back of the pack, where we we tend to like them all equally. 
just because that's what we do you know we, we analyze it all but i i'm a fan of motocross not a fan of the riders yeah. it's just how it works but yeah when when you go to races like that it's most of the people are there buying sexton shirts or buying digging shirts or buying lawrence shirts or there is it's like most of them don't even know these other people yeah. and that's when when you're watching this fan base at the podiums that's that's what it is and know? everybody just wants to have deegan on the podium i yeah. mean I, I hate to say that but they want deegan on the podium yeah and vial's good man I, he's he's good he's a good he, rider yeah and and i will tell you going into millville next week i give him another good shot because that's a sandy base track and yeah well, i think he's going to take away from what what happened at, at southwick and um probably work on some endurance stuff i would i yeah. would imagine because he needed it but I think next week will be a good week for him. Yeah. But overall, it's a good weekend. I mean, Southwick was just brutal. Uh, you and I talked about it off camera and off tape. Was they did a very nice segment with Brian Johnson, uh, John Dowd, and Doug Henry on their resurrection and taking over of Southwick yeah. and what that track means to the Northeast and, and that they they want it to be a tough test. They want guys to leave and go. Whew, man, we were at Southwick. Yeah, and and I think they got it this weekend. They most definitely. Yeah, they change up. You change up a few sections in the slightest way that when it breaks down, it gets more gnarly than what yeah. it already was. So, yeah, so they, they, they do a good job at holding their own. Yeah, in the endurance world. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think this race. I think it's too. It's kind of like the Monaco Formula One, where even if it doesn't fit in the environment normally of what they're trying to accomplish with motocross they're gonna we got a kid we have a guest what's up buddy (laughs) (laughs) guest appearance he's gonna hang out by the pole but uh i think i think it is i think it's very much like the monaco where it doesn't necessarily it's in a town it doesn't really fit in the, the the it's a tight fit it's it's a tough place but because of the style of track, it's gonna have to be there. It's gonna have to yeah. be there. So it's not a red bud. No, but no, no. They can't. They can't do away with it. We have a guest appearance, the Toehead Lake, joining us. The pinnacle of Moto Mums himself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I think I think overall a great weekend. Good crowd. Great yeah. crowd. Um, I actually want to go up there because it reminds me of Lime Rock park which is a track in the middle of a state park in connecticut and they don't race on sunday they're only allowed to race on saturday because it's a state park and it's one of those tracks that's not in the middle of nowhere no you go through a city it's like dade city that is literally in the middle of dade city Mm -hmm. and most of these tracks that are in the middle of nowhere are the ones that they're not surviving at least in in this florida areas but it's mind-blowing to me how it's usually the noise ordinances and all that stuff that yep. shut these tracks down, and it's you know one of the the best known tracks. And this land is owned by the American Legion, yeah. and they lease it out, and it's been going. I think this was, I can't remember what year it was, but they've been going, and it's just cool. It's just cool. And next weekend we're going to another family track, uh, the Martin family, Jeremy yep. and Alex Martin. They're going to their family's track, Millville, in Minnesota. So the journey continues, but uh, you know that was it. There, like you said, there was a race at Spider this weekend. I don't know if the Florida MX Series had a race this past weekend or if they were off. Um, but obviously it's summertime, so there's people on boats, there's people on vacation, there's people doing family trips, so the racing is kind of hit and miss for the Florida folk. Plus it's 95 degrees. It's hot. It's hot here. What we, I think we hit the heat index at 115 yeah. at one point this, so it's, this it's past just hot. week. It's, it's just hot. It's brutal for, for racing in general, yeah. but... Um, while we're talking about like Tom Vial, the KTM team, and Cooper Webb separating, yes, um, I I think you could tell that KTM wasn't happy. No, in their interview about it, yes, and there was a lot that they didn't want to talk about. Yes, so I'm gonna guess that wasn't a a mutual um, separation. Yeah, but it happened. So I, but now we got Telmac coming back. Is is he really coming back? I I've I've seen the reports. There hasn't been any big headlines, but they said he's in every everything that I see. He's in for Supercross. Supercross which, only. Yeah. Which do you blame him? No. I mean, Supercross is everybody wants a stadium race. That's yeah. it's the hype of everything. It's the the 
the hard book cover of our our whole sport. But I, I think he wants to get that one last. Yeah, he's not complete because last season he should have had it. But to me, it, it would be hard to leave that. Like, but, but there's no guarantee he wins. I mean, no, Chase there's Sexton, not. But Cooper I'm not. Webb, I'm not saying he's gonna take a title or anything. But just to finish the season, if, if I was pro and I was racing Supercross, like it would be hard to leave. Yeah, you're traveling all the time. You have a family now, but it'd be hard to leave that scene because it's so yeah. like exhilarating and you know uplifting because all the fans all inside a tight stadium and just you just watch all the videos like how exciting and you know being there yeah so maybe he just wants one more of that or maybe he's gonna keep going i don't know he's maybe he wants to break all the records it's hard to tell but i if he is coming back which i i do believe he probably is it's it's exciting so it puts a kink in things because if he comes back and cooper webb goes there now all of a sudden you have two very respectable Respectful. Are they going to have two 450 riders of that nature, though? Oh, yes. I mean, where's Cooper going to go? He's going somewhere. Yeah. So he's going there. And then... Has Star ever had two... No. They've never had two big 450 guys. No. Ever. But then Ferrandis is out. Justin Cooper must be thinking, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? Because he's... They're not going to have three 450s. No. And Ferrandis is out. And Jason... You hear that Jason Anderson is out. I've heard rumors that Frandis is going to Europe. I've heard rumors that Frandis is going to retire. There's rumors that KTM wants Aaron Plessinger to go to GNCC. It's like, is anybody going to have a team? I, I've heard rumors that Hunter and Jet are going to both be on 450s for Supercross because Sexton's going to KTM. And I'm like, okay, well, we know that Bam Bam's got gas gas. We know that there's Craig and... Mookie at Husqvarna. Beta has a they're gonna have a weak team, but they're gonna have a presence next year. They're gonna that's gonna be interesting to see how they progress. Yeah. Honda's gonna have Jet and whom? Still waiting for the triumphs to come out. <laughs> there's there's a there is I have a friend that says they don't exist. It's it's all it's all a figment of our imagination they don't exist. Because we've not seen one Yes, we saw a leaked video that looked like it was shot from a 1987 beta cam. But he's like, dude, this is the best hidden motorcycle ever. It's very true. I mean, <laughs> I, I have talked to J.H. Leal, who is part of the Ricky Carmichael Triumph team, that can kind of confirm. You know, they yeah, can't. Yeah. They yeah, yeah. None of them can actually say it's going to happen. So God only knows. It's. But the but the four fifties like next year it's like so you have Yamaha, well we know that we don't know we don't know but Cooper's going there. Okay, well who rides with Cooper? Well, Ferrandis can't seem to make it through Supercross. Yeah, for, uh, Supercross is not Ferrandis' no. thing. And, and, and who are they going to put on the bike? Justin Cooper's like, well I, I proved I can ride, but are they going to? They're not going to have three. Honda we don't know. KTM we know that Sexton. We don't know. But we think Sexton's going there. Who rides with Sexton? Is it Plessinger? It's going to be like every other year where a month or two beforehand, yep. it's all going to drop, and half of it is not going to be a surprise. Some of it's going to be like, where did that come from? I did hear, though, because <clears throat> I'm a big fan. I'm actually not a big fan. I'm a big fan of what Sexton does. I think his program for what he does. People complain because he goes to different tracks and he's, I mean, the guy actually has his own moto van yeah. and he rides diff at different places. People are like, Oh man, he needs, he needs some, 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 some consistency. I have heard that his contract with KTM, he does not have to go to the Baker's factory. Interesting. Because he doesn't need to, he's got no, his fitness. He's got his, obviously every, every rider has to have their own, thing like not according to ktm and husqvarna i know but like i know and that, that's what i'm getting at but like how successful is ktm being you know yeah it, where these other riders like the lawrences have a routine yeah. with with hrc but they they express like how well that works for them and how happy they are there mm -hmm. where like guys that have been through the baker's factory 
and you know had Alden Baker training them say like how burnt out that they get yeah. like it doesn't work for them so if you got Sexton who is as good as he is and it's working he's not going there yeah let you know yeah. let these guys do their thing like if they can prove that they're that good then they don't need that yeah. like Alden Baker is not for everybody like he's hardcore you know? I think I would enjoy him because I like that direction yeah and he's got his way of teaching which stemmed from Ricky Carmichael yeah you know, is a different type. It, like, you can't. Not everything works for everybody. It's yeah. it, 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 it's like that with everything. So I don't know why they, you know, they they push where you got to do this, you got to do that. When you don't, you know, you you're exhausting these guys that then can't race on Saturdays. So you spend all week beating them down into the ground. So come Saturday, they just want to sleep. Yeah, but. I mean, we're kind of getting off course with it, but that's all right. On it, a, that's that, that, but that's what I'm interested. I'm I'm interested in that side of it. On a completely similar note, for years, there's been some of the media that said that Forkner needed to make a change. There's nothing wrong with Robbie Raynard, but sometimes you just need a change. Have you seen the videos? Who he's working with? Forkner. Yeah. Huh. Ryan Hughes. Oh yeah, 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 I did see that. I did see that. I, I I'm like, you don't hear okay. anymore. The only thing you hear about Forkner is injuries. So yeah, yeah. But he's been working with Ryan Hughes. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting. It's a change. That's he, a change. He needs something because yeah. whatever he was doing doesn't work. He'll be doing green smoothies and hot yoga and. And if it works, then it yeah. works. Like, you've got to find your thing. So I couldn't, I could not work out every day. Like we work out here in 100 degrees outside yeah. all week long. So during the the weekend, you're exhausted. Just how it works. So if some guys, their body literally cannot handle training 24/7 yeah. during the week, and then you're you're asking, you know, the, these trainers are asking themselves, well, why aren't they performing on the weekends? You ever think maybe it's you? You know, yeah. like they're not they're not eating right. I'm I'm pretty sure most of these guys look at their bodies. Most of them are eating maybe too good. Yeah, maybe too good. So no, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic. We're getting towards the backside. I, I guess after the first moto, we were halfway through the season. Yeah. So we're over halfway through now, um, and. and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. I know that there's a week I cannot remember when, but there's a week coming up that they're off because then there's going to be another one because of Loretta's. Um you and I will have to do some research on Loretta's to cover any Florida guys that go up and do well. Yeah, we will. And um, that's in August, but you know. So we'll have next week. Um you know, we're racing this weekend. Yes, you got Dade um, City this weekend. We got Dade City this weekend. The following week, we are gone in Pennsylvania. Okay. And then um, there'll be lots of racing after that. So, yeah, after this this last little vacation, um, hopefully, I'm, I am hoping. Speaking of the nutrition and everything, we talked we talked a little bit last week, but I'd like to have Ashley Harris on. Um, she is a full blown moto trainer um that was at the pax tracks camp so hopefully we can get her on and she can give us some insight yeah. on the mx training side of this this stuff because that's something you don't get a lot of on and, and how do you learn what you and i need yeah uh, we may need not train differently and that's that's questions that i can't answer yeah. like we know that but there's people that do this professionally that can give the yeah. different insights on all of it so um I think we do have a couple other really good guests lined up in the f near future. Um, so in the next few weeks, I think we'll should be pretty exciting. Very cool. After we get these these vacations and this next week and then this this last vacation out of the way and well, exhausting vacation, family, wedding reception. So next week we'll cover Dade City and Millville, and the following week we may have. It's no gonna be racing. a little different. We may have no racing. We'll either I'll do a a solo episode, or there'll be something. Maybe I can go cover a race or something and talk yeah. and do a quick episode. But um, if you're home, we're here. But 
You have family obligations. You got to take care of those. It might be three weeks, to be honest with you. We're up there the 29th. Well, this weekend, the 17th oh, is so we will have two more weeks where yeah, he'll be around. Yeah, it'll be the last week yeah. of June because we're actually missing a race, so oh, okay. there will be no race talk or okay. or anything for us. But um, like I said, we can try to get some of these surprise guests on yeah. here and um, very cool have some good talks. Well, and also anybody that's been on with us, if they want to come back, update us, talk to what's going on. We love we love to hear it. We all, we 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 appreciate that. But uh, anything else is good for the cause. Uh, August twelfth and thirteenth, Dade City uh, Motocross. Yeah, we are sponsoring FCA MX. Um, come see us. Yep, we're gonna be there. We'll be walking around, hanging out, watching the racing, sweating. Try to. I, I might try and get some swag for um, the FCA ministry thing and uh, see if we can. Maybe do a couple giveaways or something like that. Cool. Just Very something cool. fun. Be a fun morning and then a fun day racing. So, yeah, come and see us. Hang out. Say hi. Maybe you can cool. be the next guest. Very cool. We'll be there. Well, this was episode 18 of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. We covered Southwick. We're just getting the sand out of our shoes right now. And uh, we will talk about Millville and Dade City Motocross next week. I am Trey Heath with Michelle and Trey Real Estate. That is Derek Schaefer with DB Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services. And we are the Beyond the Curve podcast. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>